1: Recorded live. Good evening,
3: everyone. This is Gregory Kramer. Welcome to the WCWF. How's everybody doing on this Sunday night?
0: Doing good. It's March Madness, and we're doing good.
3: I'm um, doing great.
0: absolutely fantastic.
3: Uh, I'm glad to hear. Uh, this the topic I thought of was the Who do you like better, the Superstars before or after?
2: Huh. Hmm. Interesting.
1: All right. I like that indeed. Uh, well, what can we say? I mean, like I said, who's better? I mean, we can probably compare that with the fantasy matches every week. But however, who, who, who is really better than the other? Hopefully, this might kind of maybe set things a little bit right tonight. Mhm we'll make sure we don't lose our host here yeah <laughs> nah, i'm I'm still here
2: yeah
1: okay, okay and uh, Greg, um, if anybody else say if anybody else wanted to listen in on this, maybe come in and weigh their opinions, how do they go about doing that
2: I'm gonna...
1: Um. Repeat the question. If people want to come, call into the show, bud, how how the, would they get on the show?
3: All right. Uh, the phone number is at seven two four 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 seven four four.
1: Call ID is one three nine nine twenty five. Make sure to always guys press that one if you want to chime in on everything that myself and Big Diesel and Ice Man have to say here tonight. And, of course, as our host has mentioned, our discussion tonight is, of course, old versus new. Who was, true, who was Who is and was truly better in the world of pro wrestling? Uh, and, Greg, like I said, you opened up the floor, my man. J.D. and I will start doing some talking. So you yes. open up the floor. Who do you want to definitely throw uh, out there first? Uh
3: Stone Cold Steve Austin. I, think, um, I thought he he was a great wrestler and stuff. He didn't uh, he didn't let anyone tell him what to do in life, and he
1: was an awesome guy. I would have to agree. Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, of course, like I said, showed uh, you know I mean he showed two sides of himself. You know, during his career, uh, of course, obviously during his time in the short run, it, well, it was a pretty impressive run in WCW. Of course, uh, winning several of the belts. Of course, in uh, WCW. Then, of course, obviously coming into ECW, making a huge impact there. Um, and then, of course, coming into WWF and not wasting any time and going through a lot of the competition. Uh, of course, we, of course, he made a huge impact, in my personal opinion, in his first first encounter. Uh, I do believe it was WrestleMania. Twelve. Whenever he took on Savio Vega, of course with Ted DiBiase in his corner, uh, but still, other than that, he, he continued to climb up and up and up. And of course, several a couple of years, just a couple of short years later, I mean, started rising up through the food chain and all. Uh, of course, uh, getting in, in the face of the likes, of guys like Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, uh, Undertaker. I mean, you name it. I mean, the man just went all completely all nuts. And then, of course, ever since that time, people just started just going kind of like in that type of attitude. So, I mean, and, of course, uh, you might, obviously might feel some impact in there today. I don't know if if of y'all would agree. But, um, I mean, of course, I think one person in particular, I think in my personal opinion, that you might see a little bit of stone cold in there today who's trying to probably keep that, that mentality alive. My personal opinion would be Dean Ambrose. But I mean, there's probably two or three others that might kind of fit that category as well. But I think Ambrose would be on top of the list. So even though, of course, induction into the Hall of Fame, which of course, well deserved in my personal opinion, great career. Uh, it would be great to see if he had if, if if he was physically able to come back and do one more run. Love to see him kick some tail of some of this new talent. But like I said, I mean, if he's not able, to, it's okay. You Get to hear him in his, in his podcast every so often. So. Personally, I think Stone Cold likes made a – if anyone made a humongous impact, I think it was him. Of course, you also, you wouldn't have the attitude error, in my personal opinion. I mean, partially, I think Stone Cold would be partially responsible for the the, uh, start of the attitude as well. So, um, uh, your overall take on it?
0: Yeah, I would have to agree. I mean, Austin definitely had some great moments, teaming up with Brian Pillman and the Hollywood Blondes, of course. He went to ECW for a while for a brief cup of coffee, and, of course, he went after the Sandman, Mikey Whitbrook, and then once he came into WWE, he debuted as the Shockmaster. I think a lot of people weren't real impressed with him. I mean, they didn't know what he stood for, but once uh, he cut the infamous promos, we all now know Austin 316, the King of the Ring, How it's like the sky was the limit for him from there.
2: Yes, just some uh,
3: It's a shame. Uh, Stone Cold had neck problems and knee problems, but uh, they didn't really bother him since like 2001, uh, like late 2000s and stuff. And uh, then he retired 2003, and yeah, he, he was a great general manager and stuff. And that that was really good of Stone Cold.
0: Let me ask you this, though, Greg, and maybe Chad's going to agree with me here. If Austin was still around today despite the knee and neck problems, do you think he would be able to handle himself with guys like, say, maybe uh, Seth Rollins or uh, Roman Reigns maybe?
2: Yeah. yeah. I would Or Kevin Owens, possibly.
1: Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I forgot to mention – I'm sorry, guys. I had to step away for a call. But I did want to mention that, uh, of course <laughs> – Uh, J.D.'s partner in crime from Raw Radio every Monday afternoon at 3 right here on talkshow.com has made his way on, is the human super machine, the one and only John Gross. Uh, I didn't come
3: here to talk, guys. I just
1: wanted to, uh, say hello to each and every one of you. Oh. Oh. And hello to to you, too, there, sir. And, uh, of course, I'll be hearing a little bit more, um, more what you probably have to say about, uh uh roadblock and also coming uh, uh, t- uh tomorrow night's raw uh tomorrow afternoon on raw radio so look forward to that
0: yeah uh, yeah i can't Yeah, i mean we and me and jd have a lot of stuff to talk about um that's the reason why
3: i wanted to plug it so All right feel, feel free okay so, oh, yeah. so this monday night so this is monday afternoon
0: me and my buddy jd from pittsburgh are going to cover roadblock and Gregory. I'm sure you'll be there too.
3: Yes, I will.
2: Yep.
0: So, and we're going to cover it now. One seven tomorrow. One seven two four 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 seven four 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 one three seven four four pound one. Sorry, Janie. I took it all up. That's all right. Don't worry about it. Yep. But anyway, I just wanted to say hello to you guys.
1: Hey, that's no problem, there, guy. Yeah, we we appreciate there. Just uh, yep. Uh, we appreciate it, Like I said we'll 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 chit chat with you uh, uh, tomorrow afternoon on Raw well Radio, and then of course, uh, us out with the chat box on Revolution and Wolf that during the week. So we appreciate it.
2: Oh, you bet, you bet. I'm always
3: the regular here.
1: <laughs>
2: of course.
3: Yep. Okay. All right. See you later.
2: Take care. Take care. Goodbye. Bye.
3: It's John Curtis,
1: everyone. Yes, and he's one man that is not gross, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I just caught the telling what you said there, J.D., uh, about, you know, who, if Stone Cold was able to do that, who he he would uh, be the ideal man to face him?
0: Yeah.
1: My personal opinion, and it's pretty much just the man that I said, that still carries on that, we'll just say the Stone Cold mentality, and that's pretty much, like I mentioned before, Dean Ambrose would be ideal, would be kind of ideal for that. I mean, who would who would probably you know, get get in your face and spit at the authority, you know. You know, who I mean, he he's just kind of bring that back to the extreme a little bit. Maybe a little bit more extreme with maybe a tad more attitude than maybe, than maybe Austin did. I mean Stone Cold still did it still did it perfectly, don't get me wrong. But like I said, <clears throat> there's a the, if Stone Cold was able to come back here today, I would love to see him in a bout with Dean Ambrose and last probably a good ten, fifteen minute stops. It would be a tremendous matchup, to that say the least. But, uh... uh <clears throat> and, uh... Oh, don't uh, don't let me see y'all Thunder guys. I mean, hey, y'all here too, so... <laughs>
3: yeah, there's a lot of the guys like Triple H, uh Shawn Michaels, The Rock, The Undertaker Kane, uh... Ken Shamrock, Steve Blackman, Al Snow, all them guys are pretty good. So the old, I mean, old
1: generation. Exactly. I mean, I would personally like to see, you know, who would be the best in performing the ankle like you brought up Shamrock for example. Shamrock was one of the best at this at this maneuver. Um of course, another one obviously was Kurt Angle, and and then okay, I guess the most recent one, to my knowledge, that has done this as sort of a finishing maneuver, obviously was Jack Swagger. Uh, now, if else, anybody else has done it, I'm not sure. I mean, if they did, they might not have done as a finishing maneuver; they might have just done it as just a basic maneuver just throughout the match, possibly. Um, let's, let me let me throw that out there, and Greg, don't mean to step on your toes there, but. Obviously. Feel free. <laughs> but uh, who had the best ankle lock? Was it Shamrock, was it Angle, or was it Swagger? Or is it Swagger?
3: Uh, my top two were Ken Shamrock and Kurt Angle.
1: Okay. What do you think, JD?
0: I think Shamrock and Angle are up there, no question about it.
1: Okay. Um, did Swagger kind of not enforce it a little bit more maybe than Shamrock or Angle could have done it maybe?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'll ask both of you guys Go go
2: ahead.
1: Um, you come back. I think I gave more more impact. is pretty much what I'm saying. I mean, could not. I mean, held it for like a long longer longer period of time than the other. Pretty much.
3: Uh, um, I think Ken Shamark was a he was a great fighter and stuff. He was an ultimate fighter back in the day. But well, I don't know what he does now.
2: But
3: and uh, he was a good guy that uh, I see every
1: Monday night. Certainly, sure. Right. J D what's your take on that? Who who do you think would put it, probably put it on with the most impact on a opponent?
0: I think Shamrock had that background, though, that was very unique and everything. But you got to give it to Kurt because of the Olympic background, too, however, because, I mean, even though he wrestled with a broken neck and everything like that, he uh, just found a way to snap it on you, and he would hold on to it like a pit bull, you know. I mean, they were both pit bulls in their way. But I just think Angle, because of the Olympic experience, gets a slight edge over a Shamrock. Okay. Well, that's
1: that's kind of a good point. I mean, you have to admit that might be also kind of neck and neck, too, when it comes to... Uh, so I think Angle had other had other submission maneuvers, other, uh, just like Shamrock did. I mean, Shamrock, I'm sure, had a million ways that he could put you in a move that almost kind of uh, tried to break you in half or whatever.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: I'm sure Angle probably was, was was close to him and then and, and able to put a specific maneuver on. I mean, uh, <clears throat> I don't know if he did anything similar to what Benoit did with the crossface or not. I mean if he yeah. if he did, I mean he I mean Ben Wilde was able to put that on me with more force than anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean I haven't s even seen now is the most recent one that I've seen do that maneuver. Him or Daniel Bryan that would be able to, you know, put that on there uh, with a more more uh, you know finesse and uh technique techniques than, than I think Ben Benoit Ben Wilde, they pretty much kinda Kept that move all to himself almost. Everybody was just trying to repeat it, and it just didn't give that much force
2: hmm. among
1: anybody. So, but, uh, but that's just my personal opinion. Yeah. But yep. uh, uh, Greg brought Triple H. I mean, Triple H. I don't know if he tends to continue to study, you know, different different maneuvers or not uh or study like the what the newer like newer generation is doing now uh I mean he could have surprised it could it wouldn't have surprised me if he had studied any, everything that Ambrose was known for doing like old tapes and stuff like that i mean maybe had had pretty much a lot of that well scouted uh especially, i especially have said that roadblock last night i mean i heard I heard some interesting things about that match um but still, I mean, they did. They, they one thing that he's been dubbed with is, of course, the cerebral assassin. So I mean, he he knows, you know, how to put you in certain maneuvers, and um, of course, he's. Watch, I'm sure, like says, like everyone here has been a wrestling fanatic for years. You've heard him say that. Uh, and of course, I mean, he's followed guys like uh, Harley Race and the Briscoes, and of course, obviously Rick Flair. He's definitely hyped up Rick Flair numerous times. Uh, you know, he's tried to follow all those and, um, you know, use, and use some of those older maneuvers to his advantage and always try to get the win. And always was, was, would be able to get a win up on, on, certain, on uh, different opponents. I mean, sometimes, may, a lot of times it may not work out as much as he had hoped, but still. A lot of times he, he he would put a hurting on him and all that even before even if he did lose a match, he would make sure he made his mark to some degree.
2: Yeah.
1: You know? mm-hmm. Um but uh I mean J D what's your take on anything you know, anything like from Triple A from the past or recent?
0: Yeah, he he's definitely studied old tapes from the Briscoes to Killer Kowalski to Harley Race. I mean he, like you said, nine times out of ten, however, he'll always come out on top, and there's that old, there's one percent that he will come up short, but at the same time, he'll go out there and give you a great match. I mean, sometimes it won't be all the time great, but most of the time it's been like five-star classics. I mean, he'll carry he'll himself, whether it be with a young guy like an Ambrose or a seasoned veteran like Flair or Sean or Hogan or anything like that, and he knows what to do. I mean, he's sort of like the... I mean, he's sort of like an assistant general in the ring. I mean, there's Taker, who's the main, main captain in the locker room, but if there were co-captains uh, left over from the Attitude Era and even into now, are that are trying to teach the younger generation, like, say, the Zami Zanes and the Kevin Owenses and the
2: Adrian Nevels
0: of the world, how are it's certainly a Triple H without question.
2: Well,
1: certainly. I mean, I mean, of course, I don't like to – I mean, I definitely want to hear Gregory's take on this, but I'm going to add I was at, you know, one, I was one more thing. You know, like I said, Triple H. I'm sure, you know, no. like I said before, I'm sure one thing that he does not stop doing. If he does, because remember, Rick Flair even brought it up, you know, a few months back, saying he, he's not wrestling full time anymore.
2: Right? Mm-hmm. Like
1: he's he is, of course, it's like he like uh, Flair said, he's a executive. Yeah. Now he's mostly overseeing the company to some degree yeah so he's not wrestling all the time like he used to, so the body is not used to being being that much prepared i mean now he he can go and get it prepared. I'm sure without question I'm sure he's got a lot of folks that help him do that not, that that right there? I can believe that hundred ten percent yeah but but the thing is is that is that he's he's not he's not one a lot of times focused on going in, on getting into the ring all the time, I mean he's probably doing that now since he's holding the belt. Yeah. And he's got to be if he's going to get through all these challenges. I mean he got a pretty a pretty good challenge from what I heard with with uh, Ambrose at Roadblock last night and of course he's gonna have a big one when he goes when Rain when he goes out to Rains. Yeah. I mean does he have Rain does it have Rain's number? We won't know that until he just, he steps into the ring with him and then we all see what happens from there. Is it gonna be something similar to what happened when he faced Sting last year? Who knows? will he will will he have will he bring back up with him I mean will Reigns bring back up with him we'll have to wait and see on that too so I mean all I gotta say is that he between now and then he has got to stop focusing on you know a lot of the big time decisions that go along with running the WWE, and you know and he's got to focus on you know making sure that he still holds onto that belt and all that goes he doesn't you know that he I mean, doesn't go into that mentality. At WrestleMania 32. Guess what? Roman will go home with the belt.
0: Yeah, I would agree. And
1: remember, and remember, I want to bring up one point, And Greg, I'll let you. And Greg, I apologize. I don't want me to dominate here. That's that's not me. But I got to bring up one example. This that's what this reminds me of. You remember in 1999, WCW, Ric Flair and Sting had a match to determine who would go and run WCW.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I believe it was when I think Bischoff came back and he came in and started helping to do commentary a little bit.
2: Yeah.
1: And then I think the referee knocked out during that match. Uh, and I think Arn Anderson and Asia tried to get involved in that, and Steam knocked them out, took them down.
2: Mm-hmm. Then
1: Eric Bischoff came in and actually did the counting, and boom, Steam became, a, to a degree, the president of the company. But then, of course, later on, he came back and said, you know he. I mean, because I, because I, I remember hearing the commentary when Sting uh, was wrestling the Vicious at Road Wild 99. They said that he told him and said that he is not that he's not a front office guy. He's not a politician. He, he's not right now worthy of being overseeing of WCW because he's got his wrestling career he's focused on at this point in time. So he gave it back, and I think JJ J. Dillon and Dusty Rhodes ran it for like a for a long time." Yeah, for a certain amount until this Russo thing started happening, which of course eventually the company would go down under after that. But still, anyway, this with this kind of Triple H cannot be thinking about overseeing the WWE. He cannot have that mentality if he's going to be defending the biggest prize that WWE has right now at the biggest stage. As other, than all, I guess, one I'm sure one of his toughest is going to be one of his toughest opponents today. In my overall opinion, and that is, of course, Roman Reigns, and I apologize to, you know, especially to Michelle, because I know Michelle does not care too much for Roman Reigns. But still, my personal opinion, I, mean, I think Roman is going to give Triple H a challenge, and I think somehow, to some degree, Roman Reigns is going to pull that off. But that's just my overall personal opinion. And they cannot make this a regular match. I'll I'll make that point right here.
2: Yeah. They've
1: got to put it in a special type of match. Yeah. So that way we will sell the crowd over. I mean, as that's, that's what they got to do. They can't just put this in a typical one-on-one. They do that, people are going to start walking out of Dallas. And they don't, and, and, Vince, and Vince McMahon has seen that happen on Raw. He sees that happen at WrestleMania. He's going to be royally pissed off. So, yeah. I think mean, you can't do it. You've got to make it a big-time match. Yeah. You've got to make it a big-time match. So, uh, uh, Greg, don't let me take over. Don't let me uh, overshadow you here, but I'm just throwing out a few key points.
3: I feel
1: free. I don't. I don't mind at all. Okay. Well, uh, um, I did want, guys. If 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 if, uh, if of course the host is not mine, I actually have some pieces of wrestling history for today. If anyone would care to hear it. All right. Feel free. Okay. Uh, wrestling history for today, March the thirteenth. I'll be. I'll be the human suitcase machine today.
2: <laughs>
1: okay. I don't look like him, too. I'm. No, uh, I'm just kidding. Anyway. Um and we could talk about these two opinions and kinda catch y'all's eyes here. Um uh, thirty years ago today, uh, of course and this is March the thirteenth, uh, this was nineteen eighty six, yes, in Tokyo, Japan, Riki Choshu defeated Masao Masawa, then then wrestling as Tiger Mask Two at an all Japan wrestling event in Budokan Hall. This was the first name between the between two men who would go down to the greatest grace in Japanese wrestling history. Wow. Um, Wow. Yes. 16 years ago today, this was in the year 2000, March 13, 2000, Rawls' War from East Rutherford, New Jersey, Dean Malenko defeated S.A. Rios to win the WWF Light Heavyweight title. Malenko would go on, and get this, guys, Malenko would go on to hold the title for all but eight of the next 365 days. That's an, impressive, uh, that's an impressive run there. Yep. Yep, exactly. Earlier in the same day, Pete Gass, of course, everyone remembers from the mean Street Posse, defeated Crash Harley at the Newark Airport to win the hardcore title. But during Raw, Crash won it back from Pete. <clears throat> uh, Fifteen years ago today, uh, this would be 2001, at a Sunday night heat tape in Anaheim, California, and this is one guy I very that he was a great wrestler. Crash Holly defeated Dean Malenko to win the light heavyweight title. The win ends Malenko's 322-day run as champion, the second longest in the history of, of the second version of the championship. Number one will go to Dwayne Gill, who held it for 453 days, from November 98 to February of 2000. Interesting. Very interesting. Yes. Twelve years 12 years ago today, I believe that was 2004, yes, that held the Hall of Fame ceremony at the Hilton in New York City. It would be the first Hall of Fame ceremony for the company since 1996. The ceremony has since become a yearly tradition thanks to the successful, successful DVD release of the event. And I'm sure everyone remembers who was in in 2004, but I won't name them off. It was Jesse the Body Ventura. The Magnificent One Don Morocco, the Rock, I think they called him too. Don Morocco, uh, Arriba himself, Tito Santana, El Matador, superstar Billy Graham, Sergeant Slaughter, Great Hammer Valentine. This one was my personal favorite. Favorite Bobby the Brain Heenan, excellent speech by the way, great speech. Harley Race, and of course. You remember Pete Rose was inducted, and of course two uh, late superstars were inducted. Uh, at the 04 ceremony, of course, Big John Stud and JYB, Junkyard Dog. Because um, I love the speech his daughter made, Junkyard Dog's daughter mm-hmm. made. That was great. That was a great speech. Um, 11 years ago today, 2005, I do believe that. Is that right? No, yeah. Yes, or 2005, that's right. TV presented Destination X from the Impact Zone at Universal Orlando, Florida. Uh. Okay, I won't read that part, but I'll read this. In a pre-show match, Chris Candido and Andy Douglas defeated Lex Lovett and Buck Quartermain. In a pre-show match, Kit Cash and Lance Hoyt defeated Gerald Clark, Jarrell Clark and Cassidy Riley. Three live crew, BG James and Conan, and America's Most Wanted, of course, Chris Harris and Michelle's favorite, James Storm, defeated Team Canada, the consisted of A1, Bobby Roode, Eric Young, and Pete Williams. Chris Sabin defeated Chase Stevens. Okay. Dustin Rhodes defeated Ray- Raven in a bull rope match. Ooh. The Disciples of Destruction, of course, the, the Harris brothers, the Harris twins, I do believe that's what it was, defeated Phi Delta Slam. who was Big Tilly and Bruno Sassy. Monty Brown, of course, everyone remember, also remembers him as, as Marcus Corban. And Tritan followed to a no contest. Brown was originally ruled the winner, but when it was revealed that Brown didn't pin Tritan after all, the match was thrown out and ruled a no contest. And according, according to the rest of the Observer Newsletter, this was this was their worst match of 2005. And it also ended the rocket, the, the rocket push of uh, Tritan. I'm not familiar with him. Um, Jeff Hardy defeated Abyss in a false count anymore. Matt, Boss Anywhere, Matt, Anymore Anywhere, match, I don't like that. <laughs> the Outlaw, Kip James, of course, we all know him as Billy Gunn, defeated Kevin Nash in a first blood match. Ooh. Christopher Daniels defeated AJ Styles, Elix Skipper, and Ron Killings, of course, we all know him as All Our Truth, in an Ultimate X challenge to win the TNA Division title. The match was conducted in three stages a tag team match where the loser of the fall was eliminated, a three way dance with the first person he defeated, was eliminated in an ultimate X match. Killing was eliminated in the tag match, while Skipper was eliminated in the three-way dance. Okay. And Jeff Jarrett defeated DDP in a ringside revenge to retain the NWA World Heavyweight Cup. So they were still using the NWA belt around 05. Then. Okay. Wow. Oh, here we have also, sadly, a death uh, nine years ago today. I believe that was 2007 wrestling legend Arnold Skull passed away. He got a natural cause causes in his home of white Plains, New York, he was eighty two. And of course it has got some interesting some facts as well. Um I won't go into a whole lot of details, because we all know him primarily uh believe it or not, I did not know this. I knew he managed Backlund, but I had no idea he managed San Martino. Yep. Wow, I did not know that. I did not know I I did not know that. And of course I mentioned this before uh also of course he was known for throwing in the towel uh for the match against the Iron Sheik in 19- uh, on the day after Christmas in nineteen eighty three when Iron Sheik had back trapped in the camera clutch to win the title. Uh <clears throat> um he also of course made an appearance I mentioned this before in, in the music video for the song power Piper that was sung by uh Coco Beware. He played the foreman in that in that uh uh <clears throat> In that played the, the foreman in that video. Um, he was. Skyland was one of seven men in 1994 to be inducted into the inaugural full class, the official full class of the WWF Hall, which, if I'm not mistaken, I do believe that this was the first year. I think this was the first. I think this. I, this is the one where Andre was also inducted that same year.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think. I think that's right across the me. Wasn't Andre considered the very first inductee? I think I, right. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Yes, but I'm wondering if this is where he was inducted at with in the '94. Okay, well we'll find that out later. Also, it says that he died with his wife at his side in natural causes in his hometown of White Plains, New York, on March 13th, 2007. He was 82 years old at the time of his death. He was survived by his wife, three sons, and four grandchildren. So he had a pretty good family. So, huh? He was a great. He was a great man. Oh, another death. Another death. Um, seven years ago today, which I think that was 2009, we lost Andrew Robert Patrick Martin, otherwise known as Test. Wow! He was found dead in his home in Tampa. He was only 33 years old, guys.
2: Hmm. He was wow. born
1: in he was born on Saint Patrick's Day in 1975, and uh, he he's a Canadian. He was born in Ontario, Canada. I'm not too far from where Gerard lives. I'll have to ask Jay i have to ask Gerard where this where this place is.
0: What's the name of it again?
1: Uh, Whitby, Ontario, Canada is where he was born. Let me so
0: I get a second, for, I'll let me see here. I can uh hold on a second. Okay. Pull up uh hold on, I'll tell you how
1: far it is. Whitney to uh, Toronto. Okay. Well where he lives where he lives is Durham, Ontario, Canada. He lives in this it's the same province and country, but it's it's just a different city, obviously. Well I'll
0: tell you in a minute. Just, it is about okay. Hold on, uh, hold on, Canada, Durham, Canada. I think Gerard. I think Gerard lives in Durham,
1: Ontario, Canada.
0: Yeah, it's about two. It's 103.7 miles, or two and a half hours away.
1: Two and a half hours from where Gerard. Okay, all right. Uh, he broke it. Also, he broke into wrestling business after meeting Bret Hart at a restaurant.
2: Huh. Hmm. Well, wow. The next
1: eight months, he trained under Hart and another thing, Canadian wrestler, Leo Burke. He also debuted 1997 on the Canadian Independent Circuit and wrestled as Martin Kane and T.J. Thunder. He continued his training at Dory Funk Jr.'s Funkin' Dojo in ocala Florida. Huh. After With just a year of wrestling experience, Martin made his WWF debut in October 1998 on Sunday Night Heat as a bodyguard for rock band Motley Crue. The group performed during the same taping. I didn't know that Motley Crue did. October 90, I didn't know
2: that.
1: Huh. In a scripted event, Martin threw a fan trying to rush the stage. Six weeks later, he Imay's Raw, his war debut as Test, short for Testosterone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I had no idea that Test was – I didn't that, – dad that, didn't know that either. Boy, that – you'll learn something new every day here. Assisting The Rock in attacking Triple H, the newest member of the corporation stable made his in-ring debut a week later. His first pay-per-view came the 99 Royal Rumble with his first WrestleMania coming two months later in an unsuccessful effort to win the tag titles with Daniel Brown from the late Owen Hart and also Jeff Jarrett. On the same show, Tess had a hand in Shame It Man retaining the European title against the X-Pac. Hmm. And it will be Shame that Man that kicked Tess from the corporation. Tess, along with ex-corporation members Ken Shamrock, Mankind and Big Show, formed a group called The Union. I remember this and briefly feuded with their old stable. as mankind out due to the injury, the group quietly disbanded soon after. But I figured it didn't really last that long. Around this time, Tess began to stroll on to date Stephanie McMahon. With Stephanie and Brother Shane disapproving of the relationship, the two feuded. With Tess coming out on top, Tess and Stephanie were engaged to be married by a case of amnesia, put the wedding on hold briefly. Two months later, on night of their wedding, Triple H revealed that he had married a drugged-up Stephanie in Las Vegas. It tried to be a ruse that both Triple H and Stephanie were in on, were in on ushering them at the era. As a briefly feeding with, with, with and being broken by Triple H and DX, Tess turned heel and joined Albert and Chris Stratus to form TNA. But the duo had a few notable wins over Head Cheese at WrestleMania 2000. Head Cheese. Yeah, wait a minute, I thought, no, what, no, 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 that's not right. Head Cheese
0: with Snow and uh, Blackman.
1: Yeah, the Stone, well, WrestleMania 2009, wait a minute, I thought WrestleMania, no, okay, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of another one, no, never mind, I'm thinking of another one, and Backlash later in the month over the Dudley Boys, I, I was thinking Survivor Series 2000, not that, I was thinking the wrong one, so never mind, it's 2000 that got me. The duo never won the tag titles before breaking up in January 2001. He had a brief run as the European champion winning it the night after the 2001 Royal Rumble from William Regal and losing it at WrestleMania X-7 to Eddie Guerrero. Hmm. Tess would be a central figure in the Invasion storyline. After being falsely accused and beaten by the Acolytes for being a mole for the alliance, Tess would call him the WF tag titles on 2001 and join the alliance. Tess would win some tag team gold himself the next month, teaming with Booker T, to defeat the Brothers of Destruction, Undertaker, and Kane to win the WCW tag team titles. They lose this just 11 days later to the Hardy Boys. The duo would win the WF tag titles from The Rock and Jericho, but again lost them, just 11, days later to the, lost them 11 days later once again to the Hardys. Hmm. Tess soon returned to the single competition, feuding with the Edge of the Intercontinental United States titles. Though he lost the unification match at the power series, Tess won an immunity battle royal on the show, preventing him from being fired for a year. The story went nowhere as it was dropped in the new, in the new year. Okay. Tess meandered for the next few months, made in the semifinals of the 2002 King Ring Tournament, losing to eventual winner Brock Lesnar. That summer, Tess, along with Christian Lance Storm, formed the Un-Americans, a group of wrestlers who got mistreated by Americans, the group added William Regal was dispatched by Undertaker at SummerSlam and disbanded following an eight-man tag team match in September of 2002. In the fall of 2002, Stacey Keebler became Test's on-screen girlfriend and image consultant, referring to Test's fan base as... Testicles.
0: Testi- <laughs>
2: testicles. <laughs> oh, like and rock- real quick,
0: Chad, before we continue, uh, we just got some breaking news in. Apparently there was a report going out, and now it has been confirmed. Mick Foley will be at Raw in Pittsburgh tomorrow night. Oh, wow. Yeah, so.
1: Are, are you are you going to make it to it, J.D.?
0: Uh, I want to go. I really do. And I don't have tickets. I know, Greg, you're going to be there next week in Philly, because they're going to be in yeah. Philly next Monday night, however, over there at the uh, Wells Fargo Arena. Uh, if I can get a phone call, like, late tomorrow morning at Before Raw Radio and then do Raw Radio and then go to Raw, I would love to. But I think I'm going to be at home watching it tomorrow night. And also, I have heard there is a report going out saying that apparently Abyss received an offer to work against the Undertaker at WrestleMania.
1: Oh, what, you're talking what? about this year? Yeah. he as he responded? And
0: it says here, TNA. It, what it? it says here, depends so on turning on an offer to work against the Taker against Mania. He said recently in a re-edited AMA session last month. Yes, that's true. I ended up staying with TNA and I'm so happy that I did. I have no regrets. I was an original member of TNA since the beginning and couldn't something I helped build from the ground up.
1: So he's, so so. obviously that answer is... New. No. No, but,
0: okay. but he did receive an offer and it says here, on giving back Hulk Hogan's Hall of Fame ring, I gave it back to him. I had it during the time we did the storyline and afterwards I just gave it back to him. Now on whether or not... He regrets the dangerous hardcore matches he's worked in his career. Abyss was saying, "Quote, good question, and no, I don't. I don't regret anything I've ever done for TNA. I've always enjoyed working here. I don't regret them, and I do them all over again
1: if I could."
2: Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. so, there you
1: go. All right. And of course, talking about this thing, but about the late test, test to cut his hair short. Well, anyway, anyway, kind what Stacy Cable is referring to test fan base as testicles. <laughs> and it's like The Rock's People and Hulk Hogan's Hulkamaniacs. Tess cut his hair short and began wearing trunks. In early 2003, Tess' team was defeated with Scott Steiner. Tess would lose, then regain, stat in 69 junior services, and briefly won Scott as a manservant. But when Scott attacked Stacy post-match, the team reformed. The team split again when Mick Foley and his brief of GM of Raw fired them both, freeing Stacy from her obligation to them. In a side nugget, around this time, Tess and states he had a real-life relationship. The duo would be rehired by Eric Bishop but never won the tag titles together. Tess was pinned most in the first half of 2004 on Sunday Night Heat. In July 2004, he underwent spinal fusion surgery. From months after the surgery, he was released. Martin was promised a look when he was fully healed from surgery, but at the time his release was not well received among the roster and wrestling pundits. In a curious oddity, his first-time team partner, Albert, was released on the same day. Hmm. He returned to the ring in May of 2005 and worked the independent circuit, most notably as Bigfoot in Italy-based New Wrestling Evolution. He even defeated Samoa Joe during his time in the Indies. Hmm, I did not. That's interesting. WWE made good on their promise to bring him back, though he was quite critical of WWE's medical practices and the use of Eddie Guerrero post-mortem. Huh. And in March of two Yeah, in March 2006, he returned under his old gimmick test. He worked dark matches for Raw and SmackDown before being assigned to the ECW brand in July 2006. That was a good run he had with that. That was a great run. He was part of the ECW New Breed versus the Originals, feud that spanned most of the year. His high point during his ECW run came in December to dismember when he eliminated Hardcore Holly and Rob Van Dam in the Extreme Elimination Chamber match before being defeated by the eventual winner, Bobby Lashley. After failing twice in January to win the ECW world title from Lashley, he was taken off television for good. turned out he had violated the WWE's wellness policy, garnering him a 30-day suspension. A week into his suspension, Martin was was released, after which he released a statement saying he requested his release during his second run the WWE, he had a relationship with Marby Blank, of course we all know remember her as Kelly Kelly. The two split about two months before two months before his death. He once credited her with saving his life when he had a medical emergency. Hmm. I didn't know he, he was beating Kelly Kelly either. I didn't know
2: that. Hmm.
1: He actually announced his retirement from wrestling in December two thousand seven, but actually continued to make appearances and was saying to do a European tour just before his death. He was found dead in his home in Tampa on March 13, 2009, just four days shy of his 34th birthday. Police were called, after, called after a neighbor spotted through a window that he had been motionless for, for several hours through a window outside his condo. Police retrieved the body and believed he may have actually been dead for some time. His death was ruled as an accidental overdose of oxycodone. It was later determined that he had suffered from chronic, traumatic and I'm going to spell this for you, I have no idea, but e e n c e p h a l o p a t h y is the same form of... In other words, it was, I'm just going to say it this way. It was the same form of brain damage that Chris Benoit suffered prior to his death a few months earlier. His body was cremated with the remains sent to his family in his hometown of Whitby, Ontario, Canada. There you go. Uh, five years ago today... Uh, 2011, WWE announced that Drew Carey would be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. The induction was more of a promotional deal around as around the time the Price Right host was promoting a new series for the Game Show Network called Drew Carey's in Propaganda, a series that would last all of eight weeks. He had some of his guys from Whose Line Is It Anyway on that, too, if I'm not
0: mistaken. Yep.
1: He had mockery,
0: yeah, mockery, he had Styles, and then he had uh, Wayne Brady on, I think, too. Uh he had great
1: proofs. He had several others too. Brett Sherwood? Yeah, oh, yes. Oh, that was hilarious. Yeah,
2: right. but,
1: yes, it was. Also, on this day, five years, on 2011, TNA presented Victory Road from the Anti Zone
2: right.
1: at University Orlando. The show was noted for its short main event.
2: I'm it
1: I'm not sure. Uh. The event won Wrestling Observer Newsletter's Worst Major Show Award for that year, and the main event Sting vs. Jeff Hardy would win the publication's Worst Work Match Award. In the days that followed, Jeff Hardy was indefinitely suspended from the company, and TNA offered fans who ordered the show six free months of TNA On Demand. <laughs> That's right, yeah, against Sting. I remember reading that. <laughs> yeah, and here was the matches here, guys. Tommy Dreamer defeated Bully Ray in a No DQ False Count Anywhere match. Mexican America, Rosita and Sarita, defeated Angelina Love and Winter to win the TNA Knockouts Tag Team titles. Hernandez defeated Matt Morgan in a first blood match. Kazarian defeated Robbie E., Jeremy Buck, and Max Buck in an ultimate X match to retain the X Division title. Ah, Michelle's uh, favorite team, Beer Money, defeated Ink Inc, Je- Jesse Neal, and Shannon Moore to retain the TNA World Tag Team titles. AJ Styles defeated Matt Hardy. Mr. A- Mr. Anderson and RVD fall to a double count to determine the number one contender with the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. And here we get it right here. Sting defeated Jeff Hardy in just 88 seconds to retain the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. And why was it so short? Here was the thing. Turned out Hardy was in no condition to perform, yet TNA went ahead and sent him out there. Needless to say, this would be wrongfully criticized among fans and peers alike. Even Sting responded to one fan chanting, B.S. with, I agree. Among the most vocal critics was one Brian Alvarez, who penned the following on the Wrestling Observer Newsletter in the wake of the bout. And this is what he said. "Uh, well, I'll, I'll... uh, well, he had a lot to say, so I won't repeat everything. It's kind of a long thing here. And that's pretty much it, guys, the rest of history here for today.
2: Hmm.
1: Wow. Thank you, Chad. It was really good.
2: Uh, uh, anything else I...
3: to talk about?
1: Well, uh, while we think, how about carrying on the plug one more time, everybody? Okay. Here's the plug, 724.
3: Uh, I don't remember the top of my head. Do uh, you mind
1: doing it, Chad? Or no not, problem. Not the... allow, allow me. I'm gonna take this uh, allow, allow me. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. Call ID one three nine nine two five pound. There, I'll let you finish it. There we go. Uh, uh, one three. Uh, uh i not one. one three, nine, nine two five pound. Okay. One three. Yeah. Nine pounds. That Close enough. There you go. That's fine. I got it for you. Don't worry about it. Uh, we got you covered, bud. Don't worry yep. about it. You just little, We got it. We, we got you for it, bud. Don't you worry about it. Hey, that, okay. That's the beauty of this, guys. And,
2: uh,
1: <clears throat> um, well, well uh, let me see. I guess while we're talking about it, I'll go ahead and, uh, uh, th- th- of course, um I'll be doing of course promotion for all the shows uh coming up tomorrow. Uh I'll let J D talk about Monday night Monday afternoon here shortly. But I will go ahead and talk out right fast. Uh be sure like I said to be looking out for the the matches of course uh as we continue the Revolution Radio Revolution Reborn, excuse me, trivia pay per view series. We have seven more matches lined up and in place. Um of course we have one that we have to finish. Um, and probably that might be next, uh, I do believe we said next uh, uh, Thursday. Next Thursday, it's coming Thursday on NWO. Wolfpack will be finishing up the Divas title match between the last kicker, Anne Marie and the black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds. And remember, not only is the Divas title on the line, guys, but control of women of WCWUS Facebook group is also at stake Per the stipulation that Ann actually added to this match. So... Uh, so more at stake here in this, and it's been pretty interesting. They're tied, Kermit. So it's at sudden death overtime right now. Uh, of course, of course, we're trying to get some more matches lined up here, uh, <clears throat> and also, I be and of course during the week here, uh, on Revolution and also on Wolfpack as well. I will also, I'll go ahead and throw this on out there now. That I will be making a special announcement, and I posted this on the page for on the group page for this, but I will be this week on Revolution and Wolfpack announcing inductees into the 2016 WCWS Hall of Fame. So be listening for that. And, um, I did I post a, a reminder on the Hall of Fame page yesterday. If you definitely want to check that out, it's facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash WCWS greatest. Uh, and of course you can join, like I said, uh, Everyone from, uh, you can join, like I said, uh, Gerard, of course, who came in in 2014. And also, you can can also check out, uh, uh, also, um, Elliot Bush, who also came in as well that year. Also, 2015. uh, Of course, Michelle, and also JML, and also Jeff, and also uh, 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 JD. And I do believe we added some, not that's all we added on that year, I think. Um, now, of course, this year you never know who we're going to t- tack on here next, um, um, and like I said that'll be in some good discussion. But of course, we'll, we'll, we will start not start we will not start that until the t- Tuesday edition of WWS Revolution. So be sure to catch Revolution and Wolfpack as we go through the news, and history, <clears throat> and birthdays, and of course some more matches in Revolution Radio, Revolution Reborn trivia pay per view series, which will be. <clears throat> Uh, of course, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday for Revolution from 9 to 11. And, of course, NWS Wolfpack is also Thursday from 9 to 11. Of course, Revolution's call ID, 138055-POUND, and Wolfpack is 138521-POUND. And uh, and and, and for, for a look at what's going to be coming up on Raw Radio tomorrow afternoon, I will turn it over to the Man
0: yeah it should be a good show thank you chad and uh, of course we'll be talking about the latest news john will have that for us as well as birthdays uh we are also going to get into a little bit of uh we're going to talk about roblox from the past weekend of course and uh of course, we might do some fantasy matchups, but of course, next week, of course, uh, hopefully next week uh, I can confirm that we will have a very special guest joining on Raw Radio next Monday, hopefully. Uh, thanks to Greg, of course, uh, who put me in touch with this gentleman. However, we i got to get in touch with him early next Monday at some point, however, but uh, if all holds up, we will have him on next Monday, the 21st, which should be a very, very special, indeed, uh, edition of Raw Radio, if you will. Of course, since we are just going to be a few weeks out from WrestleMania, and, uh, as far as tomorrow goes, who knows what we got in store. I mean, like I so said, we're going to have news, birthdays, and all that such. We'll talk also a little bit about the, uh, View college basketball hoop fans there who are filling out their brackets, however, especially tonight. However, if you're already starting on it, good for you. But if not, however, I know, uh, you still got until Thursday, you know, the playing games were Tuesday and Wednesday night. However, but, uh, Thursday afternoon is officially the opening day of the big tournaments. And I know, uh, my team will be playing out in the Midwest, Chad. I know your boys were playing very close to home there in Raleigh, so that should be an cool. easy commute for them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
2: Cool.
0: Uh, Greg, I don't know if you're a Hooper or a college basketball fan. Uh, they're in Philadelphia. You know, Villanova's got to uh, travel up the road a little bit to Brooklyn. In the Barclays Center. I mean, that's one of the teams I'm picking right now. I'll play right now. I think that could be one team that could really, really be a dangerous team to watch at the tournament this year. But uh, I will be making my final four predictions on the radio tomorrow, and I'm sure some of our colleagues uh, who are Hoop fans uh, maybe will weigh in with their predictions. Some who aren't, like, uh, aren't, uh, will be weighing in with that. So it should be a very interesting, action-packed uh, Monday, as usual, prior to St. Patrick's Day.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh... And also, you can't, you can't forget, uh, of course, uh, the double dose of the network, of course, this Tuesday and Wednesday as well, of course, uh, before Revolution on Tuesday and Wednesday. Of course, we have our our other uh, two little knockout shows as well. Of course, Tuesday will be Wrestling Revisited. I'm sure like, Gerard and you, J.D., and you, Greg, will have something cooked up, uh, ready to go over there on Tuesday Wrestling Revisited.
2: Mm-hmm. And, of course,
1: Gregory will have the debate back on Wednesday nights, back on this Wednesday night mm-hmm. at seven. Where he'll have Uh, another. Not
3: not this Wednesday, uh, the following Wednesday I'll have it. The following Wednesday.
1: That's why I have it
2: tonight.
1: Okay, so, okay. Also, you're doing it because you're not going to be here this Wednesday either, I see.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay, okay. Do you want to do another one, another debate next week?
3: Probably. Next Sunday, I got to see my work schedule comes out Sunday. I mean Tuesday. So if I have work early, I'll do it.
1: Okay, Sunday. well, this, uh, just keep us surpri- Just keep us surprised, and we'll we'll have to see. Like I said, but we'll have a. Of course, we will definitely have the other shows as well. So definitely, everyone tune into all that. Greg, we'll turn it right back on you, your my friend. Uh, anything else you wish to bring up? Please bring it to our attention.
3: Ah. Uh, Anything else to talk about?
1: Well, uh,
0: there's two things I was going to bring up. Uh, one, uh, about the status of Mr. Kennedy and his whole TNA issue, and two, about your little, uh, little uh, photo there last night with the Nasty Boys. I want to hear a little bit of the story. Maybe you can share a little bit of the story about the Nasty Boys last night, that show you were at. Oh, right. I was at
1: the uh, Monster
3: Maniac Convention in Cherry Hill, New Jersey uh, yesterday. Uh, the, the Nasty Boys were there. They're very nice people. They don't really wrestle a lot. They, uh, they just do, like, autograph signings and stuff now.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, hopefully they get in touch with Vince McMahon. And, uh, yeah, they were talking about some newer stuff and older stuff. They were very nice people.
2: mm mm-hmm. I
0: saw when novice had his hand on your throat there, and your expression was pretty funny, too. I <laughs> I got a big chuckle out of that. I was, Michelle, and Gerard, I was telling that to Michelle and Gerard last night when we were doing uh, uh, Revisited, however, because we were on until at least after 12, and we were joking attitude about that. A, or, excuse me, attitude, maybe. Attitude. Yeah, revisited, attitude, yeah. We had quite a bit of laughs about that last night. And then... Uh, I mentioned earlier, like I just said, uh, about the whole Mr. Kennedy thing. I mean, do we think we could see him maybe back in WWE anytime soon after what happened uh, recently with the whole TNA debacle?
1: Well, I mean, what you got to think about here, let me me debate about this for a couple of seconds here. Keep in mind about what TNA let him go for. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is WWE going to look at that carefully and say, "Mm, do we want to bring him back, you know, following all this mess, I mean, is it kind of the same thing like what the deal was with Jeff Hardy? I mean, were they kinda of hesitant at bringing back Jeff Hardy? I mean, do you think they're gonna be that the same condition about bringing back Kennedy?
0: Yeah. They just get they just going to be treading very, very lightly and they gotta be very, very careful on whose toes
1: they step on. But 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 personally, I would love to see Kennedy back in there. I yeah. would love to see him back not of course not instead him being referred to as Anderson of course, being referred to as Kennedy. Yeah, I would love to see him come back and, and make some
0: sort of impact. Just, I, can, I, can see, <laughs> he, yeah, I can see I could see I could see him and Seth Rollins banter with each other. That would be something. The battle between EBTF and Seth Rollins would say, My name he just pointed looking at Rollins and be like, My name is Mr
1: Kennedy And then
0: Rollins and just just stands
1: there and takes it. Yeah, and then of course he get right of Rollins' face and says Canada. Yeah,
0: exactly. With right. the microphone
1: right there in his face too. Well, he could, Rawls,
0: he could do that with Rollins. He could do with Cesaro. He could do it with Owens. I think that'd be fantastic. I mean,
1: he could be gold
0: again. He really could. If the WWE tries, it gives him a chance, I think he he could really do something this time.
1: I WWE time. is watching this carefully. I mean, do you think they're I think so. This? Yes, I think so. I mean, what what TNA is dropping. Do you think they're looking at a lot of to say. You know, we would like to see him. May maybe make another appearance. I mean, I'm sure they're watching Lucha as well. I mean, if any of those guys from Lucha gets dropped, mm-hmm. or New or New Japan or Ring of Honor or whatever, I'm sure they're watching all of those. Saying so, even if it's some they've wrestled the W before, so do they give them another opportunity, or do they give if it's a new one, do they give him like you said a chance to really stand out? I mean, personally, I mean, some of the guys I would love to see back in there. I don't know if y'all would agree. Let me throw it out there again. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Candy we said was one. Yes. John Morrison. Yep. <laughs> I would love to see Morrison back in there. I mean not doing the Mundo thing. He can't do the Mundo thing that's Lucha Underground apparently. Yeah. But doing the Morrison or he can do Johnny Nitro again for all I care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that'd be that'd be hilarious. But uh of course we talk about we'd love to see the Hardy's back. Yeah. You know, if if in fact the TNA thing doesn't work out as well as they thought it they if KNA lets them go. One or one or both of them it doesn't make a difference.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll
1: let see them make another WWE run as well. I mean, if the Dudley stayed in there long enough, could, you know, we could probably see another thing going on between the Hardys and Dudleys. Yeah, I mean, that would be that would be that would be gold right there. That would really what would put WWE back. That's what really kind of fired WWE up in the early yeah. 2000s, early mid 2000s. If they went back to that and as the Hardys came back,
2: yeah. and started
1: feeding with the Dudleys, Dudley's already healed,
2: right? Right. I mean, well, why
1: not? I mean, that
2: would be right. Not that, only right that, forward. not
0: only that, though, Chad. I agree with you. You would have the Hardys, the Dumbbells, Angel and Cass. You would have uh, the Vaude Villains. You would have a fresh tag division.
1: Yes, exactly. And then, but yeah, let me ask you this though: Who would now? Keep in mind about there was another team that, of course, unfortunately, they are not able to compete anymore. Because yeah. We all know who that is. Who would you think would fill in that gap if it was a three-way thing involving the Hardys and Dumbbells? Who would fill in that third? Yeah. That third of all. I mean I mean I mean yeah. that's pretty, like one of these younger teams in. Yeah. I mean what is one currently there now or like you said bring up some of the Matic's team. Yeah, I mean, especially, right. the, I'm sure they gave a great performance at Robot last night, one of them two, for example.
0: Yeah, Enzo Cast, Cass, I mean, Enzo Cast are, I think the, I think they're ready to push Enzo Cast Cass to the roster. I think they've had their time in NXT right now. The Bob Villains can still feud with Dash and Awesome for a little while, and then when their time comes up, I think they'll bring them up. I think right now you bring up, at this point, Enzo Cast. Cass. I think you either bring them up at Mania or the night after Mania. You have to. Well,
1: I would think so. I mean, why not? I mean, that would be great to see like a lot of them and a lot of the NXT stars involved in Andre the Giant Battle Royal.
0: Oh, yes, big time. I mean, I mean half
1: of it would have. My personal opinion, you need to make half of the Battle Royal your NXT guys. Yes, Give them this agreed. Opportunity yep. to agreed. I mean, put, put season stars in that match. Yes, don't get me wrong. That's yeah. going to help it. But what will really boost it And we're really fine with the younger generation. Would be older, what what we're talking about tonight, older versus new, right there. The current roster versus the NXT roster. Who would go home with Andre the Giant trophy? Give them that That right there, would sell it like hotcakes. Mm -hmm. Right there. Yep. Bingo. Mm
2: -hmm. Boom. I mean, right there. Yep. Yes, sir. exactly, and, yes. I've, and
0: I've said that, and Greg can back me up on this. and I You've heard me say it, too, on Raw Radio, and I've said it up many times on Revolution and the other shows, too. I think the NXT has such a bright young core of guys, even the older veterans that are working down there, like the Austin Aries and the Samoa shows. How they're getting the raw power, and they're giving the younger guys a chance to shine, like the Nakamoras and the Finn Balors and on Hideo Tommies and all that.
1: Yes, and what they're talking about here, bringing the Balor and possibly Bailey somewhere down the line yep. here, yeah, roster too. I can't wait to see that too. That's really going to spark up both oh, the yeah. main, main division time. and the, and of course they're talking about doing the cruiserweight thing. You know who they're going to put in this division? It's going to be majority of these at former NXT guys. Yep. You, know, yep. I mean, I would think you would put somebody like I mean Kalisto and mm. Saint Karl would probably be involved in that.
2: Yep.
1: Uh. Uh. uh I don't know. I don't think. I don't think do, so Neville. Neville. Yeah. Neville, Neville, Neville be another one. Uh, could put Owens in there because obviously that's not. He's not the end of weight class. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, anyway, I mean, I'm talking about bringing up a few guys. Yeah. Like I said, from from NXT, like I said, I personally if, personally would believe if they didn't go with the idea of putting half, making half of the talent. Uh, schedule for the Andre the Giant Battle Royal WrestleMania. If they didn't have it already scheduled, they need to go ahead and re- revamp it and say, "Okay, we're gonna put we're gonna put the all pretty much the entire male NXT roster mm. as half of the Andre the Giant. I don't know how many com- competes in that battle royal WrestleMania. I don't know how many. Well, I'm not
0: sure, but, I think 20 or 25. I'm not
1: sure. Okay, well, you need to have at least 10 of them NXT guys. Yeah, just say twenty. Half of, ten of them need to be NXT guys. The other ten needs to be those guys who you don't see coming out here. Mm-hmm. You know, day that You know, week after week, like on Raw SmackDown. Mm-hmm. You know, put those put there and see. You know, who can move move it up a little bit better? I mean, already you saw this past Monday night thing. I saw a clip of it on YouTube yeah. of Sami Zayn making an impact. Yes, Sami Zayn would be ideal for that. I mean, I wouldn't see him and Owens IC belt at 32. That's got to happen. That's got to happen. I yep. mean, if it doesn't happen, they're they're nuts. I mean, yep. That's all I got. to th- exactly. Yeah. exactly. Exactly. That's our point. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's 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 my personal opinion, my personal point. Yep. But they got to bring in, as I continue to say, the NXT is continuing to shine. A lot of uh, a lot of great talent. For too long, we're going to probably hopefully see guys like Austin Aries and Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. which Samoa Joe, would think, would already have been in the WWE roster by now, I would not yeah. thought. But yeah. maybe they're not jumping on the gun too quickly, and that, yeah. that's probably a wise move. You don't want to yeah. jump on the gun too quickly.
2: Exactly. But
1: but bring in, bring in just a little bit at a time, some of this some of these, follow them in a little bit, as they say,
2: mm-hmm. see what
1: happens. Hey, and, you know, them. okay. But other than that, that's... Uh, uh nonetheless, I think it would be a, a great move to see that. And it would definitely
0: explode WrestleMania
1: 32.
2: Yep, great. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. And, and, and we're, we're going to find out in three weeks. We're going to find out in less than three weeks from now what is going to happen. I mean, the build will continue, obviously, tomorrow night, and we'll see yeah. what happens. So, Chad, I'll let you finish up with Greg, because i got to make a few calls that are kind of minorly important. Greg, I will talk to you tomorrow. I hope your clock is set. I hope everyone's clock is set now, because... Yes. We've got to make sure it's all set for tomorrow. So I will talk to you guys at some point tomorrow. You guys enjoy the rest of the night. Have
1: a good night. All right. You Have too. a great night, J.D. Take care, J.D. Bye. Right. Hi, I said, the Iceman, and Greg, of course, I was the Iceman, J.D., Jerry D'Gerrondo. Of course, you'll be alongside him and John and Gerard. And and I'm sure a, I'm sure a bunch of other folks tomorrow afternoon from 3 to 5 on Raw radio tomorrow afternoon. Uh, just one, well, just one quick thing which I wish to add, and then we'll go ahead and call it call call it an evening. Uh, I'm glad to see, to some degree, that they are kind of trying their best to boost up the Raws and the SmackDowns with only three weeks to go until WrestleMania 32. I'm glad to see they're making an effort. I have noticed that, but I gotta ask your personal opinion, Greg. I meant to ask JD this before he left. I'll talk to him about this later. Your overall thoughts and opinions. Do you think they're they're making every single solitary effort to boost the interest of the WWE universe a little bit further going into WrestleMania thirty two?
3: Ah, that's a hard question. Uh, there's some moments are good and some are like, why is it on here? But it's very, very
1: hard. Yes, yes, indeed. I mean. Like I said, I mean, maybe this event was also supposed to be to do that. Do you think it kind of helped a little bit? This event last night.
3: I, I didn't see last night, so I seen like pieces of and stuff. I'm gonna be checking it out tomorrow morning, but
1: uh,
3: it looked really good.
1: So yeah, and I've got some on the network news page if you if you care to go read something on. I got a couple things about that on on the about last night's pay-per-view on the network news page that JD sent me earlier. So if you care to read something about it, it'll be on there for if you. If that might kind of help out a little bit, too. But, uh, uh, but my personally, I mean, I would think that it, it's probably what, that's what the intentions was for Roadblock, was to try to help boost um, interest, more interest in WrestleMania 32. Um, I'm They're hoping, I'm sure, to do the same thing with Raw and Smack the Raws and Smackdowns leading up to, to this event. But they got it. But if, if it's not, if it's not done correctly, then I mean, WrestleMania 32 may not be a big blowout as they are, as they are predicting it will be. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, you already got the Battle Andre the Giant Battle Royal already lined up. Of course, you know Roman Reigns is going to go after Triple H for the belt. Uh, I think they said the Divas belt was going to be decided. I think Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha Banks. I think is, is, is what they said. I think um, you got pretty much your Hall of Fame lineup almost done. I don't think it's completely done yet, but so far I think you got Sting, The Godfather, The Fabulous Freebirds, um, and I do believe the Big Boss Man. So far, I think they're the only four, to my understanding, they're they're going in with a possible couple more coming in, but it hasn't been yet announced yet, to my knowledge. Uh, but, I mean, hopefully this year will be, will be a good turnout. Um, you know, they try to make WrestleMania big time here each time, but it's kind of hard to really say. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens with, like I said, in the coming weeks, like on Rawls and SmackDowns, leading up to the big events and see what happens. Yes. Yes.
3: I think uh, we're going to wrap it up for tonight. I will see you guys uh, not this Wednesday, but the next.
1: So, have a good night. Have a good night. Take care, and folks, be sure to check out check out all of our shows in the, in the in the radio archives page. Which I will say, our host here, Big Diesel, has been keeping up with big time. And he's been putting everything on there for that. So uh, my my kudos to you there, Big Diesel, for making yeah, sure that that the archives stays stays all up to date as best as possible. So uh, of course, check that out: facebook.com forward slash group sports slash wws radio history. Greg, we will talk at you. Uh, hopefully, like I said, not this coming Wednesday, but the next for another edition of the of the debate. And I'm sure you'll have an opportunity to think about uh, a good topic and all that. Hopefully, we can get some more people on and we can have some good old-fashioned discussions here. So, Guys, be sure, like I said, this has been a broadcast of the WCBS radio network where it's for wrestling fans, by wrestling fans, and, of course, we are always your wrestling connection. Uh, (laughs) Big Diesel, we will talk at you a little bit later. I'll try to make it on raw radio tomorrow. If I don't, we'll talk at you here sometime, uh, uh, hopefully, you know, maybe during the week, and uh, if you can get on the shows here, we'll hopefully get a chance to talk to you here. But uh, let us know, and uh, it was a pleasure, my man. And uh, we'll try to again next uh, on on the flip side. So, my man, take care, and we'll see you in the ring. And as always, here in the radio network, God bless. I have a good night. Bye-bye.
3: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino dot com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs>